Hi, welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Arlene Schacht. I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And I'm Nathaniel Schacht. Mm-hmm. And it's a long weekend today. Is it? For people oh, out. I forgot. For people out here in Canada, anyway. Is the U.S. long weekend, too? It is. Ah. Labor Day is Labor Day. Yeah. Doesn't make a difference to me, though. Every day is the same as another. I don't yes. get Labor Day off. <laughs> you don't? No. Well, you might get paid extra for it. Usually. Uh, you will. As far yeah, as I will. know, there's a, now a rule that you don't have to give people days off on holidays anymore. At least on like the smaller ones. What kind of union do you work on for? On stat holidays, you do. This was the mayor, whoever Mr. Mr. Pallister there was. He made that rule. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't think so, but... Uh, that's, what my, that's what our boss well, th- told us. What, that you don't have to give people the day off or that you don't have to pay them? You don't have You're to give get... them the day off. Yeah, but True. You, you don't have to give them the day off, but you have to pay them double. Really? If it's a stat holiday. Yep. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Hey, good thing I'm working on Labor Day. <laughs> so you're not so worried about it anymore. No. Yeah. Never really good. was. Get extra pay for it. Woo. You do. Yeah. Uh, so that's nice. Oh, I've had a headache all day today. I'm like the most headachey person I've ever met in my life. You you look like you're going to put your head down and tune out. I did just a few you minutes did. ago. And then yeah. I popped it up in time for the podcast. But yeah. we're ready for you, though. If you do that, <laughs> me and Nathaniel will carry this along. Yeah. Well, I, I have a topic. I have a topic I was just thinking of. Do you? I want to hear what that is. All right. I was watching a video uh, earlier yesterday, mm-hmm. and I saw. There's. I think I might have mentioned this before, but I was reminded by a musical genre that doesn't exist, but one person has like made a song in it, and I love the idea of it, and that's a microwave. And what, okay. Wait, okay, so I know I you're saying something. I didn't catch it all yeah, what I, he's saying. I don't Say understand a thing you just said. No. Really? Okay, so you know microwaves, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's a musical genre that some guy just invented or came up with the idea, the concept of a musical genre called microwave. Okay, and so the, what would set that yeah. up? Yeah, what would be unique to that? It's small sounds... With a wavy oh. sound, and it's you can use. Oh, microwaves. I thought you were gonna say beep 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 beep. I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, like it doesn't micro- have to be the micro the the genre. Like, there's a musical genre called wave or okay weird yes. like future wave things like that. But yeah, someone thought of the idea of microwave. And I, I was, was thinking I of it. like a kitchen microwave. That's or what I thought you were talking about. So well, that, that's, that's what, it is what I'm talking about. Lost. Oh, but I'm like kind of really. talking about both. I don't think you are, are you? I mean, I you're made talking it... about small. Yeah. You're talking about putting the words together wave music and small wave music. It's small kind sounds. of like a, I don't remember what the word is for it. It's a double meaning, something like that. But, uh. Oh, okay. Describe what it would sound like. Oh, like, okay. Think of a heavily processed kid's toy piano but then okay. also like some strings in the back you know something like a nice pad like a, okay you know yeah. very kind of almost ethereal but not quite that level just, just like an annoyingly tinny though no no you can no? <laughs> you can get rid of that tinny aspect okay. i mean i made this okay. i made a microwave song and i you really did. You did i really like it but it is really stupid oh, because i actually what's used the name a microwave. of it Okay, now can oh. you can you play a little bit of it? Um, I don't think I can. I can send it oh. to you, and you can play a little bit of it. Yeah, but can our listeners hear it online or something? If I give you the audio file and you patch it in somewhere. Well, why don't you just upload it online? It and is. Then... Oh, it is online, yeah. Okay, well, what's it called? Microwave. By Nathaniel Schacht? <laughs> yeah. So if we just look up Microwave by Nathaniel Schacht, no, we're going to uh, find it. It's under a different channel name. It's under Burbell. Oh, it's only on. Okay, so yeah, I'll, but I'll do you want? Link. Do you want people to go to that? What you just said? I mean, I don't really care. It's just my music that I can put up faster. All your experimental. Oh yeah, it's also it's that 
it's the music that I actually do like making. It's my weird okay. experiments with different sounds. But it's like lower effort. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's okay. You can check it out, but it's more of just a passion thing for me. Okay. So <laughs> Well, I've got it here in front of me. Yeah. How did you find it? How did I find what? Uh, he just sent it to me. Okay. So are you able to pl- play me a piece of it? It's okay, a, it's a, tr- it, you kind of have to sit through the whole thing to get the full experience. So you might want to just listen to it later. Okay. Yeah. Well, well now everybody's probably just going, yeah. oh, I wish I... Uh. Yeah. It's kind of like telling people a private joke in a public forum. Well, people okay, can what hear I'm gonna, it. You know. Yeah, what well, I'm going to do... How are they going to hear it, though? Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... I'm going to play this right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then we can talk about it, okay? Play what? Okay. okay. Here, here, I'm going to play a, uh, just a, a... Okay. A 10 second. Okay, here we go. Interesting. Now, that that was cool. You say that you made this using an actual microwave. Uh, a lot of the percussion in this is microwave sounds. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, like okay, so how do you, opening and shutting the microwave door? Yeah, the drums. Like you can hear it if you're listening to it. It's opening the thing. That's neat. Putting plates. Are you in kidding? It. It's very fun. So, like you the should... song itself is <laughs> not fantastic, but it's a neat concept. Wouldn't it be kind of cool? I think. If you and I challenge you to try to do this, to make a make a song using kitchen gadgets, like a, um, a can opener, a blender. I did this. The oven door. Yeah. I did this. I didn't um, ever put it anywhere, but I did a album concept. I I'm gonna bring up space again. Did you uh you guys ever watch those videos on what? This is not the video I sent you. This is like what actual planets sound like. Like the weird... No, I didn't know. Yeah. So there's mm. they did a thing where they, they were able to record like the electro waves or something coming off planets and pitch them up and you get some real intense sounds. But I made an album concept based off of each planet's sound and tried to Ooh. mix those into a song. Seriously. Yeah, That's that was really fun. cool. That was really fun. That'd be interesting. So they got like yeah. different comets that they've recorded and they've got the sound of like colliding black holes that have been recorded. It's it's crazy. Huh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, music yeah, is a fun. little Yeah, well see now that that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because that's giving you something to work with rather than just sort of sitting in an empty room and just going, Okay, what am I gonna do? That's why but, I made you know, this one. I was thinking, yeah, you have a starting point. You have some kind of a focus to work let's with. Let's just take a microwave and see what happens. And, yeah, and then yeah, you come for up sure. with something kind of fun. Yeah, that's I like interesting. that. That's really cool. That's I'm going to th- listen to the whole thing later. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's cool. Wow. So you have to send it to me too. It will do. So we were trying to connect with you yesterday to podcast. I was dead asleep. You just slept day and night? <laughs> uh, again, I was talking to Dad about this earlier. I have been very into music right now. And so I get home, start working on music, and then look at the time, and it's like 10 hours have passed. And I'm like, ah, oh, I should go to bed. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I love that. So, yeah, you get really focused. That yeah. must be a very relaxing hobby. It is, yeah. Well, because I'm making things ah. like this, microwave, and it's just, it's fun to mm. see something come from nothing it's it's very enjoyable well and like i was saying to you that every time you do something like this it seems to me that that would just give you well that experience right you can start to develop your own style on you know with something like this and Mm -hmm. uh and just kind of run with it i I think think i've learned something new from every song that i've made good yeah that's good and i see that keeps it interesting too doesn't it yeah yeah good for you 
I'm going to change the topic. I'm curious about something that you brought up today. As what, we we're not going to talk about space again for an hour? No, it wasn't space. You were talking about music, but <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just changing gears here a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean previous podcasts. As we were driving kinda... today, Dad had said, you know what I realized today? The young people don't seem to date anymore like they used to. I thought about that like two days ago. Yeah. yeah. It seems like so many young people we know right now have either never dated and they're not dating now or they're just not dating now but most people have never really dated at all people in their like you know early to mid 20s some in their late 20s dating is a concept of the past (laughs) (laughs) is this pretty getting pretty common do you think in your your age group yeah i would say most people i know don't date i only have two friends that are like a lot of people would say, yeah, well, I don't date, but it's, you know, for uh, because they're, you know, waiting for Mr. Right and they're saving themselves for their favorite person. But I think you're talking about more of the general public who aren't, these people aren't Christians, right? The ones you're thinking of? That's right. Yeah. So they're just, why do you think they're not dating? Um, I think it has a lot to do with how people to hang out these days like um people will get online and just play video games with their friends all day you're not going out you're not really meeting new people all the time the people you do mm-hmm. meet are could be from different countries people from different provinces and so yeah you don't really have that direct connection with people that i guess you would have used to you don't even have to go out to see a movie anymore like when no. we were young if we want to see a movie i have you know on multiple we occasions going out yeah i would watch a movie here on what we're talking on here, Discord, I would get in a group with a bunch of friends and we'd be able to watch a movie. You would watch a movie in a group? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. So you fun. don't have to do anything just by yourself. Nope. You no. can physically be by yourself and, and still be surrounded with friends. Well, if you got webcams, you can turn them on. Sure. It almost seems like the people I know now who are dating have actually made the effort to go onto some online platform like the majority of the people that I know that have mm-hmm. found someone yeah. that they're, you know, having to find this through online dating because there's not as many get togethers. When I was young, it was just constant. Like we were, you know, at youth group on Friday, then out with the group on Saturday, then at someone else's house on Sunday, then Sunday night church. But even churches now don't have as many meetings as they used to have like there's you know we don't see a lot of like wednesday night services sunday night services not as much of that no it's just you know mostly the sunday night service and some have their cell groups that they go to as well but and you have your friday night youth group still which is a thing but not as many get-togethers like i didn't see for any of the kids as many as there used to be no i don't think so yeah, we went to Crusaders too. We were just like constantly, you know, and then and then with uh, school, all the after school activities that I was involved in too were tons of them. Yeah, it's a little different because I, for myself, I was never home. I was always at friends' houses. Yeah. Really? And I'd come home. Yeah, for sure. I'd come home at night, go to bed, never see anybody, get wow. up in the morning, go out. Yeah, that was it. I was never home. But your house was a little different than mine. My mom made us go outside all the time. Yeah. But you guys just chose to and you still did. Yeah. My mom said like, you have to get outside. You have to get outside. So in the summer, even if we were like have like horrible sunburns, we still had to go play outside. We had to be outside all the time in the summer. Like mom didn't want us hanging around the house. So on, you know, during the summer holidays, We'd go out and play, which was really good for us. We were exploring and we were meeting people and hmm. having real life experiences, I think, which was great. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means for the generation that's coming up now. It just seems like such, a, such an extreme shift. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, really, it really is. It's kind of an uncharted, uncharted territory. I would say I kind of grew up more on the end of getting with friends, like physically get togethers you know Mm -hmm. but with any generation after me it feels like that's kind of just gone (laughs) like people are growing up on hanging out on the internet yeah 
Oh, that's so and bizarre. I remember too that we wanted you to go back to Glenwood School. No. You went to Glenwood School for a while, mm-hmm. and the reason that we brought you back is because we thought you're not really hanging around with anyone in our neighborhood. Your school is too far from the house. <laughs> right. So I figured if you came back to our neighborhood and went to school out here, well, you're going to meet friends in the neighborhood. You guys are going to have a great time hanging out with neighborhood kids. But that didn't really happen. You were still friends with the school far away. All my friends are still from Glenwood. Yeah. And weird. that was the school that was like a few miles from our house. Yeah. So we would just drive you so that that kind of like fell flat i thought oh it's just like no kids are out there there weren't as many kids playing on the street like we used to when we were young it was until the street lights went out all the kids were out on the street biking rollerblading or roller skating back then doing whatever but we were like totally playing in the middle of the street literally did you guys play in the middle of the street mike um no we played on the trains Ooh. We we did play on the yeah we played um we played just such stupid games we we threw snowballs at the bus that was a big deal it was a lot yeah. of fun we had a bus that drove down our street and the bus driver was so angry with us and um <laughs> yeah we would we would all just jump out from behind fences and trees and we would just pelt the bus with snowballs and he hated this so much that he would jam the brakes on you'd see the red lights the brakes you know brake lights coming on and he would be running out of the bus while it's still sliding on the street and he's chasing after us <laughs> and, I, and I thought i don't even know what would happen if he actually caught somebody right but uh but he never did but it was uh, it, it was the excitement you know it, it was just like the thrill of uh knowing he was coming after you you know and it was it was fun <laughs> it was a thrill yeah Man. yeah I did not walk do. into the. Sorry. Why? I didn't do much. Uh, exciting. Yeah. What stuff. did you do outside? I played hockey. I got in trouble once because I threw a rock onto the road. Yeah. Oh, you rebel! This sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah, and then some woman came up to us like, "Where do you live?" And I told Ooh. her for some reason. And then was this by our house? Yeah, this is right in front of our house. And then oh, I think she, she never came to the door, but I think you told me. Oh, she definitely did. She came to the door? Yeah, you answered the door. I was a pushover. I I went all the way right to you. I brought her right to you. (laughs) I don't remember this. That's so weird that I wouldn't remember it. Oh, what did I say? I didn't really think of the idea that I could have just not done that. Whatever. Oh, that's funny. Oh, one time there was this girl in our driveway and she looked tough. And she had a chain in her hand. And yeah, that she would do it. wanted oh. to beat up Brendan and his friends. <laughs> and they came running into the house and they were terrified. And I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? And they were like, oh, there's this girl in the driveway and she wants to like beat us with a chain. So I went out. It sounds like we lived in a bad neighborhood or something. <laughs> we didn't. This was like shocking to me. So I go outside and I'm like, hi. And I said, you, you know what? You really, you need to calm down. I said, they like, I'm sure they didn't mean whatever happened or whatever. And uh, the neighbor's like, Darlene, are you okay? And I said, oh yeah, I'm okay. Then as soon as he left, I thought, why did I say I'm okay? I'm terrified this girl's like got this chain. She's going to start beating me. (laughs) But apparently they were bugging her so much. And Brendan said that they would always like at the park, she would bug them. They would, you know, they kind of had this feud with this girl. And then she just had enough one day and followed them home with her bike chain or something. <laughs> oh. Let that be a lesson to anybody who's listening that does that. Yeah. 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 Stop. There was actual time when, do you remember that now? That is bizarre. When Brendan, of all people, he's so introverted that you would never imagine him being like playing outside every night. These guys would come and knock on our doors. Brendan there. And we were like, yeah, and he'd go out and play with these kids in the neighborhood. I think they were from Ireland. They had a little Irish accent. They were, they seemed like pretty oh, nice Oh, Scottish. Kids, except for that chain incident. They were Scottish. They were Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, now oh, I know who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. And the dad had oh. such a thick Scottish accent, oh. no one could understand him. You met him? Uh, I had, yeah. I never met him. No? 
No, oh, I, I saw their house. Like yeah. I drove by it, but I had never met the parents. Yeah, yeah, very, very thick Scottish accent. Yeah, so they would they hung around a lot. They would just like play on the street and stuff, and you guys kind of like would watch them playing. But, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the end of it. After that, now Brendan's twenty nine. Now he seemed to be the last kid that really played outside a lot. I don't know. You said yeah. you played hockey. Yeah, street hockey. Oh yes, straight uh, hockey. Had the, yeah, we the had net the net. Yeah, sure. I thought you meant ice hockey. I was like thinking, when would this have been? No, I mean no. we did a little bit of skating for like two weeks, right? Yep, that was interesting. I tried. <laughs> yeah, it it killed my ankles. I had such good intentions. <laughs> We'd have like That's family funny. skating every Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon. But then after the first week, I thought, oh, my ankles are killing me. I'll try again. And after that, I couldn't skate anymore. I don't know why we never went back. We just went twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it was, that was a fun idea. But It was. I guess it was just kind of, it was we hard to had uproot. a snowstorm. Yeah, it was hard to uproot your day just to go skating. Like, oh, we got to make sure we do this this week. Yeah, you know I, I mean? guess something else happened. and Yeah, sometimes it's yeah. just other things you want to do i was gonna say i came across something this morning that um when i was uh, doing some work and putting posting things up on uh on facebook um i came across something there there's been sort of a growing number of people that have been saying that you know they prefer the king james version of the bible Right. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a group out there that really does prefer the King James. And then there's other people that will say, oh, no, no, you know, we can, you know, we we like any version as long as it's, you know, accurate, that kind of thing. And I thought, you know, I started to notice that um, just sort of doing comparisons to uh, to some verses. And so I chose a verse this morning and I, I took a look at this and I was really quite surprised to see just how much of a, of the meaning of a verse can be changed from one you know translation to the next and i thought i, I always knew that that was the case and um you know so i'll often do like a quick comparison but this one i really for some reason it it caught my eye and i thought wow i thought you know the king james version to me i really like it and i would use it a lot but the, the problem is, is it's got words in it that will throw people. And if people don't understand it, you know, that they might just tune out. They might lose, you know, what the message was in there and just maybe get frustrated. So sometimes I'll, I'll choose, you know, different, different versions over the King James. But this one here, the one that I'm talking about is uh, Matthew 17, 20. And um, in the, the King James, it says, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say to you, that if you have faith as a, as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. So to me, usually that right there saying, remove hence to yonder place, is, would, would probably make me want to go to a different version. One that is, you know, more, more of a clear more of clear English, right? But this one here, then I, I did a comparison to almost, I think, like four or five other versions, and they don't tell the same thing. They don't actually say the same thing. And so I took a good look at this, and it turns out that the King James is actually the accurate version here. And the I'm kind of surprised to say that the one that I like is the New American Standard, really kind of fell flat on this one. And well, which words in particular... Because I'm looking at now, mm -hmm. and I see the words, you have so little faith, or because of your unbelief. Yeah. And this is where it gets... What this, else? This gets interesting, and this, this is actually the point I want to make. It's, it's, it looks like a small thing. Well, no pun intended. It says, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Okay. So I went to the Greek, and that's exactly what it says. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. But if you go to the New American Standard, it says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, and that's wrong. That is, that is completely wrong. And that changes the entire meaning of this verse. And I was shocked. So what's I don't think that does. Oh, yeah. Well, what? Oh, good. I like it. 
debates. Um, so what this, what this does is if you say you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you're saying a mustard seed starts off as the smallest seed and yeah. grows to a large tree, to a mustard plant, which is about 10 or 12 feet high when it's mature. But if you look at the New American Standard, it says if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, now you're saying that if your faith remains small, it's saying the size of a mustard seed, it's pointing to the size of the mustard seed. It's not pointing to what the mustard seed becomes. And, and, and it seems like a subtle difference, but it is actually a really enormous difference. But the New American Standard has a footnote with well, it, you know, it, with a little A that says literally like. Literally, well, yeah, but a footnote isn't, okay. there's no footnote in the digital versions of like what I'm reading. Okay. So I'm just reading exactly how they've translated. And what they've done is they've focused on the size of the mustard seed instead of what the mustard seed becomes. And it changes the entire meaning of that verse. So you could walk away from this and say, well, as long as I have a little bit of faith, I'll be able to move mountains. That's not what it says. And that's not what it means. It says your faith has to start small, but it has to grow large in order for you to remove these mountains or these barriers that are to you so that you have um, a right relationship with God. Can you just... just but how... Sorry. A grain of... the, oh, this, the hang on, Nathaniel The seed to... doesn't grow. Okay. Okay. Okay, what were you going to say, Nathaniel? Why a mustard seed? Why not any seed? Because the mustard seed is the smallest of all the seeds. Uh, fair. Okay. And, and yeah, so he's making a comparison that even though it's the smallest of all the seeds, it becomes one of the, one of the largest plants. And, you know, so it becomes like a tree, like it's, it's a mustard. It's not like the mustard that you would plant in the fields and harvest it. These, these ones became, it's more like a shrub, but it became like a tree about 12 feet high and huge. They're just enormous. It is. Yeah. And they're covered in small mustard seeds that they can harvest off Ah. the tree. Yeah. So the King James says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, but the New American Standard says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. Right. So as a grain. To me, that's saying it's one is a little more explanatory, which I don't think is wrong. It is wrong because you're focusing only on the size of the seed itself. You're not focusing on the fact that that seed has to be planted and it has to grow. So you're missing. But neither missing, is the King James. But it is because it says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. So it's saying that that mustard, it's not limiting it to just the size of that mustard seed, just staying the size of a mustard seed. But it, it's saying a grain. It's yeah. saying a grain. A grain uh, like is a, small. Uh, right, because a mustard seed is small. That's, right. that's what it's saying. It's just describing how small that mustard seed really is. So well, I'm just right. saying it, That's why I'm saying the other ones are just explaining how small that mustard seed is. But then me, they're it's losing... The, I think it's saying the same thing. No, I, I, I disagree. I, I would say that it's really missing the point, uh, especially when you put it into context and read the, around that chapter. It is focusing just on the size of that seed. And, and it would have you... It would have you believe that your faith can stay the size of that mustard seed and would be effective. You could move mountains. And, but in the King James, it's more clear and says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, meaning that mustard seed gets planted and it grows into a massive tree. And that's, that's symbolic of our faith. It has to grow. Our faith has got oh, to grow. Of course it has to grow. But I don't think that most, that everyone's making the jump that you are because they're reading King James Version, and they see well, the word as a instead of as small as, that their mind would say, oh, okay, well, this one doesn't grow, but this one does. Well, the reason I... I, yeah. think it's, I think it's kind of... I think in that case, it's a little bit just being a picky at words when it's saying the same thing. Well, what do you think of that? Uh, well, actually, hang on. Bef- let me let me okay. jump in and do one more thing here because I would okay. say this: I have heard that sermon preached that your your faith only has to be the size of a mustard seed. Well, then that person's wrong. Well, I'm just saying though. But where would they get that if they wouldn't get it from this? It's some most translations don't have that right. 
And that's my point is this is going to make somebody believe that your faith can stay small like a mustard seed and accomplish great things. And it can't. But what you also said is that person preaching, did they say that it could stay as small as a mustard seed? Yeah. You said that they yeah. said you, they, they said they that it, all your faith has to be is the size of a mustard seed. Yes. Well, and then just to start, right? Right. Well, that's not the implication, though. Mm, okay. In in the sermon, it's that yeah, you don't need much in order to accomplish great things. Well, but you that's can't not write really off a says. translation of the Bible because one preacher. Oh, I'm not writing any trans- wrong, though. I, I'm not writing the translation off. I'm saying, I'm just pointing out that you know I've had I've heard this kind of thing. And this is the first time I've actually sat down and did this real kind of more of an in-depth going into the Greek and looking at different translations. And I was really surprised. So yay to all the King James people because it wins on this one, you know, and it wins on a few. Actually, it wins on Romans 7.25 as well. And well, Romans let's stick with 8, this one. one for now. Just just saying. But did, <laughs> did you look at the two, Nathaniel? Do you see... It's saying a big difference, like one two. is... I'm, I oh, okay. wouldn't know which ones you guys are talking about. It is... Did you want to look at sure. them? Okay. Matthew seventeen twenty. Okay. One is in King James, and one is in New American Standard. All right, we got this. You guys keep keep going, keep rolling. Just talk amongst ourselves. Okay. I'm pulling it up on <laughs> yeah, two it, computers. It, the point I'm making is that when you say it like this, like as the as a grain of mustard seed, you're implying that that mustard seed is going to grow. But if you look at the NIV, it's it doesn't give you that at all. It says if you have a grain as um, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, that's pretty clear. You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. That's not right. That's not a good translation. Um, that's not in the Greek. Um, and I, it, it might seem like a small thing in splitting hairs, but if somebody comes away from this and says, well, all I need to have is just a little bit of faith, that's not true. And that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous place to be because the Bible everywhere else tells you, you have to be faithful and your faith has to grow. I don't see you a know, difference. So, <laughs> I'm reading this. Oh, I'm right, it, right, exactly. It just sounds like well, it's written right. in Old English. Like what, what is the, what oh, is the boy. part that's different in King James Version? Well, okay, so let's, if you look at the Jesus new... even prefaces it by saying, because you have so little faith. He's talking about people that have little faith. See, that in itself even contradicts itself in the NIV. Because you have so little faith, they couldn't cast the demon out of somebody because they had so little faith. Then he goes on to say, truly, I tell you, if you have faith, if have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, it's the way that it words it, it's saying to the disciples, you have so little faith, you couldn't cast this demon out, but all you need is a little faith to move mountains. It doesn't make sense. In context, okay, it really so doesn't make sense. Okay, so maybe verse 20 wouldn't make sense, but I mean... Verse 19 and 18, where it leads up to them not being able to cast out the demon. Oh, I do see what you mean. I just saw 18 and 19, and it varies. <laughs> it's very contradictory. Saying you have so little faith... Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain. Yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe it's just poorly worded. <laughs> I don't mean to slam the NIV. I'm just saying that in this one here, the King James, I, I really do appreciate it because in some key scriptures, I think it, it does a, a wonderful job. In Romans 8 1, which is a really famous, really popular passage of scripture. Um, the King James actually has a section in there that was added afterwards, and they decided to keep it in there because um, it better explains Romans 7.25. But it was added after? Yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't in the earliest versions of the manuscripts. And so, so the other versions of the Bible don't have it in there. I wonder why they don't put footnotes, because like I know the NIV always... puts a footnotes. The Greek is singular, some manuscripts say me or... They have like notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not in some of the earliest manuscripts, it'll say. Yeah. Well, in just in case anybody's interested and they're not sure about this, Romans 8.1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, that is the verse that most translations will have. But the King James adds, Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
hugely significant. That And they put that in there on purpose, and they thought they needed that after Romans 7.25, where Paul, in chapter 7, when he's talking about um, his life as a Pharisee, and yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Why would they... Okay, now this has nothing at all to do with the, the translation, one or the other. Sure. Why would they add it in? Wouldn't they think that if when the Holy Spirit was guiding that person to write the Bible in the first place, m- holy men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit to write the scriptures, mm-hmm. yeah. why would somebody now translating the Bible think, wait a minute, this should have been added in. I've got to add this in. That's Wouldn't a- that be taking liberty upon yourself to say, Oh, this! Oh, the the Holy Spirit didn't explain it too rightly the first time. Now I've got to add into the second part of this verse okay, something that wasn't there. We're going to do this really quickly. Okay. Um, so in what you find in Romans chapter seven, there's two or three instances of a word that is not translatable into English, and so without having that word in there, the Romans seven twenty five is a lot less clear, and so what happens is. Other languages translate properly or better from the Greek into other languages, especially Slavic languages, you know, they're they're better. But English is a very difficult um, language to translate into. And so in 725, you've um, you've got a word that is actually missing um, in most translations. And what it means is, the word is men, so M-E-N, that's the Greek word. And what that means is, when that word is shown, it's, it's sometimes translated as truly, or indeed, or truly indeed. And so, when that's shown, it means that um, he's making a very strong statement, the strongest statement that he can make, and then he's going to contrast it with the complete opposite of the statement. So, that can't be translated into English. There's no equivalent to translate that into English. And that word shows up in Romans 7.25, and absolutely changes your understanding of that verse. Did you say it means truly though? Why can't you translate it that? It because it it, it because it doesn't really mean truly. Sometimes oh, okay. they'll put it in there and they'll say because the word men is um, the root of amen, mean truly. So that's where they get it from. And so the, sometimes they'll say, well, they'll translate it sometimes as truly if it fits, or truly indeed. But it really is just telling you that there's something happening here. And as soon as you see a conjunction like the word D-E, that is going to mean that everything after that flips to be the opposite. And so it really, really closely explains what he's trying to say. And he uses it in 725. Okay. Yeah. But then I, all right. (laughs) But so you think, you think that by adding this little statement after eight, that it helps to explain that truly or whatever it was in chapter seven. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because if you, if you look at the, the verse in, in seven twenty five, it says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God but on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. This has caused so much trouble because the words on one hand and on the other hand are not in there. Those are, they're putting them in there to try to make sense of what Paul's trying to say because that word has, has changed the entire meaning. So, um, so if you were to, to read the Greek on this one, it's, it's totally different. And you'd be able to see that pattern. So if you have access to a... Um, you know, a, a Greek interlinear that shows the English and the Greek um, side by side, you'd see that word men, and then, you know, you'll be able to see the word D-E that triggers the opposite, and I think you're going to be really surprised at how that restructures that sentence and how it really reads. And other versions of the Bible, other languages, do a much better job than the English versions on those verses. I would rather see them put a footnote in than than add to the yeah. scripture. Um, well, everything. See, that's the thing is like New American Standard is not supposed to be a paraphrased version, and yet they're paraphrasing it here because they don't know what else to do. And in a lot of other um, places in the Bible where Paul uses that word, they don't reference it at all. They don't even acknowledge that it's there, and yet it has so much significance to the scripture that's there. It's really mind-boggling how they've decided 
to handle each case of it maybe a little bit differently. It's really interesting. But that's why the King James le added, left that addition, because the English translators thought it was really necessary to make sure they clear up any kind of misunderstanding from Romans 7.25. Then they put that in Romans 8.1 and really solidly trying to explain what that means. Mm. Make sense? And the... The NIV just puts a footnote that says, in contexts like this, the Greek word for flesh refers to the sinful state of human beings often presented as power in opposition to the spirit, which kind of clarifies it, but it's a footnote. So they're not really adding it to the, the scripture. Interesting. Yeah. So like I say, I mean, it's uh, that word shows up in chapter eight of Romans. And so in real key um, real key scriptures, you're going to see that word, it's M-E-N in the Greek. So go have some fun with that if you're the kind of person that loves to, you know, to go looking for things like that just to see um, how that would sort of change the whole scope of a verse because it, it really can. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Wow, that wasn't a quick <laughs> detour. <laughs> so no, sorry. It was, it was deep. <laughs> was it? Uh, no. no, I wasn't trying not to. Really. No, 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 no. <laughs> a lot. I'm gonna change gears. Please. Too bad you're not here this weekend, Nathaniel. Oh. I made pierogi casserole. Oh. It was so good. And lots of it. Lots of it. Pierogies. And um, if anyone's never tried pierogi casserole before, look up Darlene Shack pierogi casserole. You'll probably find my <laughs> recipe online. It's even online. It is so good. And then today I baked a cake. What? I think this feels like it might be the first cake i've ever baked i well it's, i think it might i call be. it a cake but it's banana bread that's so good banana bread's really good Mm-hmm. only one of them survived what do you mean by survived you ate the other one yeah we <laughs> almost gone. finished eating it we just that kept going back for another piece things. another piece Yes. Oh, that's true. No, I should be more careful. <laughs> see, there's oh, the, was, the translation see? issue again. That's exactly there, it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Point. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it's, so good, though. Now we're, we're kind of Especially fresh from the oven like that. Oh. It was good. It was amazing. Is that where you like, leave the bananas out until they turn brown? Until they rot. And then yeah. You, and then yeah. they're all, yeah. all ready to go. I yep. used to have them. I put them in the freezer for years. Oh. Brown bananas, if you have them. Put them in the freezer, put them in the freezer because you're going to make banana bread, which I never did. Yeah, so, so we, had a, a, we had a freezer just for black bananas. For, <laughs> yeah, wait, the you put them in there of... for years at a time or you put them in there for like a year <laughs> No, we'd, we'd throw them out <laughs> oh, okay. after a few months or whatever. That we'd be like, there's a bunch them. of black bananas in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, we would like when they start getting too black to eat, we would put them in a bag in the freezer. And then after a while, I realized I'm not going to be baking, so let's just get rid of these black bananas in the freezer. That's fair. But you know what? After 33 years of marriage, yeah. you actually did bake you banana You finally bread. did it. So it was worth it. Yes. Yeah. I am not a baker. I'm not a baker, but this year... Hopefully you will now. Nor am I a candlestick maker. No. Oh, I used to be. I had a candle making kit when I was young. But, you're you're well-rounded. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I would like to make fancy, I want to make fancy stuff. Like I want to, I don't want to just bake. Anytime I do something, I got to go bake or go home. That's how I am, right? Yep. So I would like to make some fancy, fancy sugar cookies with great decorating mm. on them. You know, like beautiful sugar cookies. Or I'd like to make pies with um, fancy tops on them. I used to. Like br braided tops and things like that. But I just... Haven't yet because I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't really know what I'll need to get to the pie. And if I'm thinking if I go to the store and buy all the ingredients, am I actually going to do it? And then, no, because I've never really baked before. So, yeah, I, I want to start. Really want to get into it. Baking's tough. I've always had a hard time. Is with it? it? I had a really hard time with it at really? school. Because it felt like baking oh. was a lot more precise than normal cooking. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, okay. what I was thinking yeah. today, as it was like, you need a half of a cup of banana or whatever, or whatever. I don't remember how many cups. No, because I, I made two, so there was a few more. But I'm like thinking, normally I would just, you know, kind of eye it. Okay, if I'm cooking, I'll throw like three bananas in right. here or whatever. It's kind of just flavored to taste. But with baking, 
I'm thinking, no, I've got to be exact here. Like dry ingredients have to be measured mm-hmm. really well. Things have to be made properly. I always find that we, we got ourselves a, uh, a brick maker. And well, it's a bread, brick maker. It's a bread maker, <laughs> but there has never been a loaf of bread that I cooked in a bread maker that wasn't a brick. And I could, I, I, I gave up. I, I, well, I kind of gave up on it, but it just, there's just something really wrong with I, I not being able to cook bread properly or bake bread properly. Are you supposed maker. to put water in bread makers? Is that a thing? It's so precise. Put the water yeah. in. You have to measure it exactly. It can't be over a certain temperature. You can't let it touch other ingredients. Like you, some you can, but some you can't, like the yeast and things. And like so precise in the recipe. And then at the end of the like four hours or whatever it takes to make it, you know, you're going, oh, it smells like bread. Oh, this thing is is moving. It's heating up. It's This is going to be great. And then you take the pan out and it's like a brick. It you know? smells so good. It That's smel- it. It's the best smelling brick amazing ever. Amazing smelling <laughs> yeah, brick. Yeah, it's amazing. It smells good. Yep. But it's so heavy. It's just <laughs> thick bread. It's like one slice you don't want to eat for a week. <laughs> but, okay, now... Oh. Have you ever heard of that uh, subscription box that's like a bread making thing where they send you everything pre-measured and oh, you can neat. just put it in your no. bread maker and they have all these different kind of seedy breads and really, really nice breads. Really? They're all, apparently oh. they're all fantastic. But really? it's like every week. You, you need a better bread maker first if you're going to do something like that. This does not work. You're I just going to have all different flavored breads. I need a new bread maker. I think it's just the way you're making your bread. <laughs> Why can't you just make it by hand instead of using a bread maker? It's That's not that hard. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm not a baker, and even I can, like, I used to bake buns all the time. That I did bake. Okay. Buns, and just nonstop, we used to make buns when Brennan was little. And, yeah, they, were, they weren't hard at all. They were very easy to do. Hmm. So I don't see why you're using a bread maker. If you want bread, just make some bread. Oh, because I'm just so busy standing there watching the bread maker cook the, the only thing is you have to have time. You've got to have time to let the dough rise in a warm place. Yeah, it takes a Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, pound it down Just again. Just don't let it rise. Let it rise. And... Don't let it... Maybe that's what the bread maker does wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... It's so dense. Okay, I'll mix it, and here's the heat. <laughs> that's yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe I might make buns tomorrow. I'm just... Mm. I think ever since I became a grandma, I'm feeling like doing grandma things, you know? I, uh, this in my mind as I was like taking the bread out of the oven. Ooh, the kids are going to love this bread when they come to visit. They're going to taste my banana bread and think, I want to go to grandma's for some more of that bread. <laughs> <laughs> some more of that banana bread. That's how that works. Break me off a piece of that bread, grandma. It's so good. Do you think <laughs> cooking will ever become a thing of the past? Oh, it's it's a lot less... Than, it, no. than it's ever been. <laughs> I don't think it, it will is ever pretty be a thing of the past. Like limited now. But I, yeah, I think most people now go to the grocery store and pick things up ready made. Yeah, or order. What a lot of people like to no, do. No, because yeah. people love to cook and there's nothing like homemade meals. Yeah, unless you can't it, afford them. I don't care. If you can't afford homemade yeah, just meals, buy a bunch of frozen stuff in your set. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Do you think it's cheaper yeah. to buy frozen stuff? You can buy a big bag of like fries for like a dollar fifty. It's crazy. Yeah, we had how much did we spend on the groceries? We were having people over on Friday night. I don't remember. We went grocery shopping to pick up what we needed. It was like about one hundred and fifty bucks. I went and picked up like I two said, weeks worth of food for I think like twelve dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> we could have we could have ordered a bunch of pizzas, and it would have been a lot cheaper. Yeah. But but we got leftovers the next day, and we did pick up a few other things, you know. See, but there is a thing, too, with that, Nathaniel, is that um, not, what kind of nutritional value come on. have you got? <laughs> and I'm being nice about that because I know there's zero. I had chicken. <laughs> okay. I had my vegetables. I had some potato. Uh, okay. Well, there's, you know what I think about potatoes. I, you love I just don't them. Especially when they're I instant. love potatoes. Um I, I don't think you should wash them because then they at least have flavor. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true, yeah. Uh, I love pierogies. That's gross. Pierogies are pretty good. Mm. Okay. Pierogies right. are nutritious, uh, eh? dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there you're hitting the 
the high point of nutrition. When you start to when you start to get food that you should actually eat, that's that's where the money gets too high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, things are expensive. I remember. I remember yeah. when my nephew first moved out, he said, well, I usually just eat like fast things, you know, but uh, if I have a little more time, I'll make a meal like Kraft Dinner or Hamburger Helper or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people live on Kraft Dinner, though, for years, especially like students. It's famous. So, like students eat, eat Kraft Dinner all the yeah. time. You know, it's yeah. really good. It hasn't lost <laughs> it gets its old. charm after it, all it these gets years. Old. I've been eating craft in the last like week, old. and man, is it old? Yeah, oh, uh, I would. I wouldn't like that. Speaking of old, our time's almost up on this podcast. Oh, how is that old? Figure it out, honey. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very gentle way to do that. You're gonna get mail on that one. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna have to say goodbye and let you get going are you do you have the no. night off no oh you had last night off and mm, i took I that see, time I to sleep ah oh <laughs> uh, well yeah you need some some downtime for sure yeah okay so we will let everybody go and make sure you visit my website at timewarpwife.com. Also go to amazon.com and check out our newest Bible study, yes. which is Ezra, Rebuilding the Temple, Restoring the Heart. And just look at, it's under my name, Darlene Schacht. And check out Nathaniel Schacht Music Online. So are you going to be having that that microwave song online anywhere? <laughs> or what was the story with I have mixed feelings that? on this song. I both love it and hate it, and so it's kind of in that between ground where it's on YouTube, but I don't know if I'll ever officially release that. So the clip in ah. this podcast might be the only time anybody gets I mean, to if you that. look it up on YouTube, you could hear it. But how do we look it up uh, on it's YouTube? It's under the YouTube channel called Burbo, B-U-R-B-O. Burbo. So if okay. anybody cares at all... You can go listen to Microwave, but that's not a channel. Well, you your mom cares, and she is there She's already. There. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, okay, but but wait. If I look up Burbo, I see a lot of things, lots of things for It's Burbo, not the so... weird guy with a bird as his photo. It's the one with the moon? It's the, the one moon? with the moon. Uh, yeah, I should say that. Two subscribers. Hey, they're both Aww. me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you just got yourself. You just, yes. you know, oh, your subscribers oh, okay. just went up fifty. Can we get me up to? Like, wow. Can we get me up to twenty thousand by the end of this podcast? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, if everybody clicks subscribe, then maybe. Burbo. Oh, okay. That sounds cool. I never. Oh, good. Now I get to stalk you online no, a little no, more. No, no. Yeah. All right. So on that note. On that note, we'll let you go. So say goodbye, Nathaniel. Bye. Oh, that's the first time. You've ever done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to psych him out. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>